But praise the Lord, we're here to celebrate our, our mothers, and we are so thankful for our mothers. I, I was praying about this um, for a couple weeks now on what to preach, and uh, this kept coming to mind. I was trying to do something else, else and the Lord kept putting this on my heart, and, and I started studying it. I was telling Rochelle this the other day. I started studying this, and I was like, man, all of this sounds a little familiar, which, you, you, you know, you preach Proverbs uh, 31 so many times, you're like, I probably preached this exact same sermon at some point in time. Well, as I was getting the notes together, um, I was like, and this sounds really, really familiar. And some of the points actually uh, mirrored a sermon I preached my very first Mother's Day that I ever preached 10 years ago. Um, and so I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. That's, that's amazing how that, that worked out. And so some of this is, is similar to that as I dug those notes up and I was like, oh, look, that's, that's pretty similar. So. Uh, we're going to talk about a woman of faith this morning, though. If you have your notes there, uh, you can follow along. And uh, one of the obvious things in our culture, in our world today, is um, that gender is under attack, right? Which is crazy, because for us, especially believers, uh, we look in, in Scripture and there's no confusion at all. There's no dysphoria, there's no problems, there's no issues, there's no you know, debate, there's nothing at all. Gender uh, is very clear. God had and has a very important purpose in creating both genders. And today as we are celebrating mothers, it's obvious that one of the genders is absolutely essential and vital to God's design. I, I love Proverbs chapter 31, verse 28. It says this, that her children shall rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. God is not, God has not given us anything that is confusing about the role of a wife, the role of a mother, the role of females in, in society. And as we saw in the video earlier, there's something so special about a mother's love. And I know that some people have different relationships with their mothers, and some uh, maybe don't have a relationship with the mother. I know that sometimes um, God has taken some of our mothers home uh, this, this week. Honestly, that was a little bit of some of the things that I was thinking of, was some, thinking of um, a couple of uh, mothers in, that have been in my life before, and God's taken them home already. And uh, just an interesting, um, uh, interesting thought that God gives us this amazing gift of a mother's love. And I don't think there's anything that can compare to the comfort that can be felt by a, a, a child uh, of a mother's comforting words or a, 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 an encouraging word from mom. Uh, maybe sometimes just a simple loving embrace from, from a mom or a smile a, of affirmation can do so much, right? I, I know that, that most of us can relate to that. Again, some may not be able to, uh, but sometimes just seeing mom smile and uh, just tell you that she loves you uh, can, can mean so much. I know growing up that you can take that for granted, right? You can, you can miss those moments along the way. Uh, but man, it's, it's such, a, such a blessing to have that. And uh, uh, now sometimes as, as older adults, and, and maybe some of you in here even uh, who are younger, who have phones, getting a, a random text uh, from mom can be such a blessing. But there is something that when coupled with love is, is, is incomparable in a mother's life, and I believe that is faith. Love is, is so vital, it's so important, it's the most important of virtues, uh, but a strong faith in a mom is monumental. Just as we saw in the video, 
Uh, you, you have the opportunity to shape the future of not only churches, but of cultures uh, because of the faith that a, a mom can not only display, but raise her kids in. This morning I want to look at the great impact of a woman of faith, and specifically a mother of faith, uh, what she can have on the home, what she can have on the church, and, and, and that in the culture as well. Uh, I would say, especially with the attacks that we're having on gender today, and uh, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of debates, a lot of weirdness going on in, in our world. But I believe that no matter if we're talking about a mother or if we're talking about a woman in general, it's important to recognize the vital place and the vital role that women and mothers play in the home, in the church, and in society, or intended to play. You know, we could go back to the very beginning in Genesis and uh, see God's intent for creation. We could revisit uh, reproduction and see women are crucial, of course, to the human race's continuance. And we don't need a women's rights movement or feminism to validate females' contribution and importance to the human race. We can simply look at an almighty and all-wise all wise God's decision to create woman in the first place. Right? We don't need something to come along and say women are important, women are, you know, are, are vital. God, God put his stamp on the importance of woman when he created her. The Bible says that man needed something. And it was very clear what man needed. And so God created that very specific helpmeet to be a strength where he lacks, to be balanced where maybe he overextends or even possibly overbears. Some would argue that saying, well, that, that's chauvinistic, that you're just saying that, yeah, women are important, but, but they're only for men. To say that women are crucial and vital because they're the only ones who can, who can mother or because they are to be a help for men. But I would wholeheartedly disagree with that. And say this very pleasing to God when the roles that Almighty God assigned are fulfilled. When what God has designed is embraced. I don't think it implies weakness at all. I don't believe it in, in, in first, uh, inferiority. Or anything like that. The truth is, there is absolute completeness when there is order. Amen. Most importantly, when God's order is fulfilled. This completeness and order can be seen in the Godhead Himself. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And He asks today, well, what's wrong in the home? What's wrong with our society? What's going wrong in our culture? We're so off. And so many people point to the government. I, and I pray, I'm going to tell you right now, I praise God that what's going on in the Supreme Court is going on in the Supreme Court right now. And I, and I pray to God that we see a, a revival of some sort, that, that the judgment I believe we have faced as the nation because we have somehow decided that it's okay or legal to kill, murder babies in the womb. The safest place they should, should have on this earth should be in a mother's womb. So I pray that there is a, a revival in that sense, but many people point to the government and policy as a problem of what's going on with what we see in our nation. But we as a people in many ways have abandoned, and I think even spurned, God's order for society, for the home, for the church. And so we've turned God's design in a sense inside out, upside down in every which way so that we can have our way. Again, we can simply look in scriptures and see that God 
Almighty God saw that it was not good for man to be alone in Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. His intent for humans was to be fruitful and multiply. It was possible and made complete still, in, still is today. I, I don't care what they try to do, what they try to say, what surgeries are had, it doesn't matter. It's still God's design that a woman is a mother. Period. I don't care what the name or, or, or what procedure happens. A woman is a mother. There have been direct slaps in the face of God. Again, that we're experiencing as a country even now. People who refuse to state the obvious. People who refuse to say what makes a woman a woman. What clearly makes them beautiful and unique. And it's this. Not what their hair looks like or what their face looks like or their body shape is. What makes them beautiful and unique is that Creator uniquely designed them with a specific purpose, and that's why they're on this earth. And so if you're a mom, if you're a woman here today, your beauty and your uniqueness doesn't come from the way that you look or the way that others think that you look. It comes from the fact that your loving Savior, your God, Almighty God, gave you life, and you're still living today. And I've said before, God didn't create two men. He didn't cre create Adam and Steve. He didn't create two women, Adam and Eve. He created a man, Adam, which means man, and he created Eve, woman, from man, for God's purpose, and that's God's order. With that being said, mothers and, and women are not simply crucial because of the piece of the puzzle that they, they play, this complete uh, part of God's design and reproduction, but they're crucial to the function and the stability of the family unit itself and the church family itself as well. So they're just said to be a strength where man is weak and to complete him in every way. So just prove this morning, maybe that's God's grace. That's amazing. It just now dawned on me. That's maybe the illustration that we needed as a church today where maybe the man falls short. My wife was a, a very helpful and needful help. I just still fell short. She said, hey, don't forget those cards. See? Illustration. With that being said, if, if a woman's role was crucial only to that, again, because it was God's intent. And so, well, it, so you, what, if, what if it was woman's only purpose was to, to be fruitful and multiply, to be mothers, to, to just have babies and, and that's it? then that, would be, that should be satisfactory if it was God's design to be that. Because it would have been God's plan just to be a mother, just to bring forth children, and that's it. It would be perfect. That would be God's plan. If that was God's plan, it would be perfect. I'm going to make that point because God's Word is full of examples of the reasons why that He made woman. Her role as a helpmeet for a husband is simply beginning to springboard for everything else that follows Everything else that a woman and a mother is to be and to offer. And I believe if we were to compile several different characteristics and examples from God's Word, we would see what a woman of faith would look like. And I believe we can see a woman or a mother of faith not only fulfill God's plan for, for society and the home, but again, naturally this will overflow into every aspect of life, especially Christian women in the church. I believe God intends every woman, and especially every mother, to be the beautiful creation, that beautiful flower, if you will, completely submitted and yielded to and fully embracing her God-ordained 
and crucial place in humanity. So a human, uh, I mean, a, a woman of, of faith has several characteristics. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10, an excellent wife who can find for her worth is far above jewels or an excellent woman or a virtuous woman. The first point that I want to look at this morning is she cultivates her relationships. So a, a woman of faith, a mother of faith, cultivates her relationships. And what I'm specifically start, talking about in this is with her heavenly father. A relationship that begins with Christ, a woman who has acknowledged that she's a sinner, surrendered her life to Christ in faith, and has confessed Him as the Lord of her life. But not simply that she's done this, and that she has a relationship with Christ, but that she continually cultivates this relationship with her Father, her Heavenly Father. A woman, a mother who is striving daily in the midst of everything that this life throws at her, all the insecurities, all the struggles, all the weight of maybe her husband and her kids and all the busyness of the world, in the midst of everything that life throws at her, she is still seeking the face of her father, seeking to please him and him alone, striving after him when the enemy comes with both guns blazing. And you moms that are still raising your kids, you know exactly what, what we're talking about. You feel overwhelmed. You feel like that you're always behind the eight ball. You can't get it all done. There's never enough time. Maybe you, you feel like you're not good enough. You're not, you're, not, you're not fulfilling everything that you need to fulfill. And the enemy comes, and that's when he loves to try to just beat you down. But not only is striving after the Lord necessary when the attacks are so blatant, it's also necessary when the waters seem calm, when it feels like, all the kids' activities and all the busyness of the schedule kind of settle down, settles down a little bit. The relationship with, with hubby is a little bit better, and, and things maybe if you have a job are, are, are doing good, and, and the waters seem a little bit calm. It's vital to seek the face of your father then too. A woman, a mother after God's heart, a woman of faith, is faithful to seek her Lord at all times. She's faithful to be built up in her relationship with the Lord through this constant cultivation of prayer and meditation on God's Word. This relationship with the Father provides the launching pad. It does provide the launching pad for everything else that would make up a woman of faith. It, it makes up a, 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 an excellent wife. It makes up an excellent mother. This relationship is the foundation of cultivating other relationships in the home, in the church, Everywhere. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 23 says this A man has joy in an apt answer, and how delightful is a timely word. See, a woman of faith knows that if she doesn't have a relationship that's being cultivated with her father, she's not going to be able to have the right words at the right time. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17, it says, A friend loveth or loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A woman of faith who's cultivating a relationship with her father knows how to be that loving friend, no matter what the circumstances are. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24 says, A man who has friends must show himself friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Praise God for that. But a woman of faith who's cultivating a relationship with her father knows how to be a friend. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each one received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So a woman of faith knows how to love because she's cultivating this relationship with the one who loves her 
unfailingly. Mothers, ladies, this morning, you must have a constantly cultivated relationship with the Lord. Number one priority. It's basic, I know, but it's so basic that I think it can be neglected, and it is often neglected. We, we have so many things to do. We have so much to get done. We have so much to think about, so much weight on our shoulders. And I'm not saying we as, as I'm a woman, but you as women have, have so much of this going on that this cultivated relationship with your father can kind of be put on the back burner. So important. Number two, she has a character of loveliness. She has a character of loveliness. A woman of faith does. In our world, for decades now, we've seen this defiance of what God calls lovely. In light of what the world calls lovely or good, right? The world can throw at us in every way, shape, and form what they say is lovely. What the world, what the lost, what, what, what sinners, what even the enemy says is, is good. And in most cases, the world defines womanhood or motherhood as an empowered being who is entitled to opinion and in boldness of action in complete disregard for anything else or anyone else, especially concerning what God's Word defines womanhood and motherhood as. See, God's definition of womanhood and motherhood, in the world's opinion, is primitive and suppressing. Uh, you just, so, so you think that women should just be barefoot and pregnant and stay in the kitchen. No. No. I mean, if that's what she wants. <laughs> but that's not what God said. The world's definition of womanhood or motherhood would be a woman of prominence. Again, boisterous and bold. Loud, no matter what. Do what you want to do. Be who you want to be. Be how you want to be it. And again, today, as skewed as it is, even if you don't want to be a woman, you don't have to be. And so much influence for our girls and for our young women, for the role of a wife and a mother, today, sadly, can be traced back to what Hollywood and television teach. Moms are raising their kids and allowing their kids to do certain things because the world says they should. Because what everybody else is doing, and if my kid doesn't, then my kid's going to be behind. In most cases, it's easier to learn that role because it goes in accordance with our flesh. The enemy knows that, and that's why it's so, so much in our face. That's why your kids are being eaten up by it. And so it's hard for a woman of faith to stand her ground and say, no, this is what we are doing. This is how we are going to live. And I'm not speaking down of success. I'm not speaking down of uh, a woman's right or ability or, or opportunity. But I'm speaking of the nature of the character of a person, a woman of faith. A few things that God defines as a lovely woman, a lovely mother, is someone, number one, has a mouth of wisdom and teaches kindness. I have to say, man, I've seen certain videos of young ladies talking to other adults and talking to other ladies and, and, and talking to boys, and it is just vile. 
Where, where are the examples? Well, their examples are on social media and on TV. And, and it's, not the, it's not the women in their life and the mothers in their life having mouths of wisdom and teaching kindness and learning how to speak in ways that honor the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs 31, 26, she opens her mouth in wisdom and, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. The teaching of kindness. This wisdom is gained from God through asking God. We know James chapter 1, verse 5 says, if you, And if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. A woman, a mother of faith, understands that having this character of loveliness means that she realizes the effects of her words can either build up or destroy, and that begins in the home. Moms, you know that your words can tear your kids down or they can build them up. They're learning that from you. James tells us that the tongue can potentially be so destructive that it also can be a source of blessing. And it says that sweet water and bitter shouldn't exist in the same place. Proverbs 25, verse 11, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. A woman, a mother that has a mouth of wisdom and teaches kindness fully embraces God's word where he declares in, in Ephesians chapter 4, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths but only such is good for building up moms, women. That goes in the home too. That it may give grace to those who hear. And don't grieve the Holy Spirit by where we are sealed for the day of redemption. A mother, a woman of faith, after God's heart has a lovely character by having wisdom and, and kindness that guides her will also have, uh, let her be a meek and quiet spirit. We see that in 1 Peter chapter 1. I want to encourage you ladies, I want to encourage you women, mothers. Let what defines you. When people see you and know you and think about you, let what defines you be the hidden person of the heart with an imperishable beauty. We're all changing our outward look, right? Our, all of our outward look is changing. But there's an imperishable beauty. There's a beauty on the inside that can only become more beautiful with time. And that's a gentle and quiet spirit, which the Bible says in the sight of God is very precious. A quick word to those who may live with a husband that hasn't surrendered to Christ. It's why I'm, I'm, I'm on an upward, uh, uphill battle. I, I have a husband that doesn't want to come to church. I have a husband that doesn't love God. I have a husband that doesn't. Listen. You be faithful. That's what First Peter says. And let God take care of the rest. Lastly, a woman or a mother who is a woman of faith has a motive of compassion as well. For what? To care for others and to fill and fulfill. The Bible says she looks for wool and flax in Proverbs chapter 31, works with her hands in delight. She's like merchant ships. She brings, forth her, brings her food from afar. She rises also while it's still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maiden. She considers a field, buys it from her earnings. She plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hand to the distaff and her hands grasp the spindle. She uh, extends her hand to the poor and she stretches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen and garments and sells them and supplies belts to the trademen. Strength and dignity are her clothing and she smiles at the future. 
She opens her mouth in wisdom and teaching and kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household. She does not eat the bread of idleness. She's motivated by sincere compassion. She's quick to love and quick to forgive. She's a woman of compassion. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us that love keeps no record of wrong. I'll put this in your notes. Sincere love has memory loss. Sincere love has memory loss. A woman of faith is a woman of compassion. She has a character of loveliness. She loves in a way that's unique. And last of all, she has a concern for what's important. Number three, she has a concern for what's important. You've heard, don't uh, sweat the small stuff, right? I think they wrote a book about that a long time ago, right? Scripture says in Philippians chapter 4, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The truth is we're a worry-wart society. Man, we worry about everything. And most of the time, the things that we worry about are the things we have no control over. Things that are ahead. Things that we can't change. Women, mothers, for the most part, have worry built in. Right? That's what happens. Your baby's born, and there becomes these thoughts. Worry is almost built in. And then what happens as the world goes along with this fast-paced, ever-increasing, materialistic culture that we live in trains us to worry over the things that are side-trackers, temporal trappings. Again, things oftentimes that we have no control over. What if we can't pay this? Or what if we can't afford that? Or what if we can't do this? And what if we can't do that? Or what if this happens and then that happens? A woman or a mother of faith needs to strive to maintain a concern over the important things. Like what? And I'm going to try to be quick to finish this. Things of God, first of all. What's the important things? There's no greater things, no more important things than the things of God. Period. Things like being faithful to the Lord, faithful to the house of God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 tells us this. But also faithful to share the love of God. A woman of faith got to share the love of God with her kids, with her husband, with the people in her life, with, with the people all, all around her. She's got to be faithful to share the love of God. That's what's important. When, when you leave this life, ladies and women, everybody, when we leave this life and we stand before the Lord, one of the greatest things we're going to be judged by is the love that we had for others. Jesus, when he was pressed, what's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is lock into it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the commands. That's the standard. We need mature Christian ladies and mothers who are, who are women of faith to be, to be so concerned about being who God has called them to be so that they set that example for the next generation and concerned about the next generation so much to share the love of God with them. To move beyond the busyness of the temporal life that we, we, we make for ourselves. And to mentor and to pray with, especially those in your own house. 
But I want to encourage you older ladies in this church, take some time to grab a younger mom, a younger lady, and just pray with them and encourage them. You know how, you know how it is, raising kids. Pray with them, encourage them. When's the last time that you took a younger woman, a younger mother, a younger Christian lady by the hand and prayed with her down here? Or maybe you got together over a cup of coffee and didn't try to tell her how to live her life but just wanted to be an encouragement to her. Just say, I love you and I'm praying for you that God would bless you and protect you. I know it's a different time that you're raising your kids in than I raise my kids in. We need ladies. We, men, we need men, all, everybody, to be concerned about the next generation, about this current generation that's being raised up right now. Be faithful to share the love of God with them. You say, I, I, I can't. I'm not qualified. I'm not worthy. I'm not very faithful to God myself. I'm not anyone to listen to. Listen, quit buying the lie of Satan. The longer you put it off, the worse it'll be. God has shown each person an amount of grace and mercy and love that could never be measured, and we need to share that love with others. And she's also concerned with being faithful to pour out her life to the Lord. Romans chapter 12 tells us that. Last of all, the things of her family. The things of the Lord and the things of her family. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 14, she's like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it's still night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. Women of faith. Mothers of faith. Aside from this cultivated relationship with her heavenly father, a woman of faith, make sure that her husband and her children are loved and nurtured. Not after her social life, not after work, not after anything. The relationship with the father, then the relationship with the family, and the things of God. This will pour over into every other relationship and every other aspect of life. This should be a concern, should be a top priority of every single woman of faith. And I think that if you are here this morning and that's you, then you accept this and you're willing to strive at any personal cost to be this woman of faith. So how about it, moms? How about it, ladies? We need you, I believe, now more than any point in history. We need women of faith who are going to love the Lord and love their families, to be, to be mothers and, 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 and ladies and, and, and wives who have a cultivated relationship with their, with their father, cultivated relationships with people in their life, a character of loveliness, and a concern for the most important things. My last word is this. Dads, husbands, males, are you investing in the women in your life? Love and prayer. Are you spending the time and showing gratitude? I think we should give better effort, husbands. I think we should give better effort, dads. I think we should give better effort to support the blessings that God has given us. Again, I want to say a huge thank you to all of our mothers. You are special, and you are appreciated in this church. I encourage you. I want to be an encouragement to you. I, I love you. You ladies are such an important part to this church. And I just want to encourage you to strive to be those women, those mothers of faith. Let God honor you in your life. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for what we do. 
in this place, God, is such a special thing, Lord, to be able to worship you, uh, to be able to uh, hear your word. Um, Lord, we know without you, um, nothing is important. God, you make everything significant. Lord, this is your church. This time right now is important because of you. Your, your, as we saw this morning, your design is perfect, and we, we honor today all of our mothers. So thankful for the women in this church, the women of faith, the, the, the mothers of faith, those who have who've determined to do what we saw this morning in, in your word. And maybe there were some this morning that, that realized that they were too, too focused on temporal things. Maybe it's work, or maybe it's even activities, or maybe just so much focus on that and, and very little focus on their relationship with you. And maybe they feel like they're always working from behind and never able to be and do everything they want to be and do. And so this morning, maybe an encouragement, maybe a challenge, maybe a help this morning to, to, to be who you've called them to be first, and that's your child. And then to fulfill the roles that you've given them the responsibility to fulfill from a place of faith. And so, Lord, I pray that you just bless now as we respond. I I pray that you bless each mother, each woman, uh, each family in this place, God. We we need now strong families more than ever. And again, I believe that women are an essential, vital part to that. So, Lord, I I pray you just bless now as we respond. We'll praise you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'll stand as he plays.